Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Skyvers. Welcome to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro on a Sunday morning. Thanks for joining us, everyone. <clears throat> we got ourselves a pretty good show today. We're going to take a look back at Clash of the Castle, which was yesterday afternoon. And then we're going to give uh, predictions for AEW's All Out, which is tonight on pay-per-view. So let's get right into it. The Clash of the Castle was yesterday afternoon, live on Peacock from Cardiff, Wales. Now, the pregame show, it was in studio from Stanford, Connecticut. This was probably recorded uh, the day beforehand or two days beforehand. It's just the same historical packages. Who really cares? We know what's going on. They did have a pregame show match, the Street Profits. And Mad Cat Moss picked up the win over the Alpha Academy and Theory in 6 minutes and 32 seconds. Uh, the, it was a pretty good uh, fast-paced match to start out the show. And uh, Angel, I mean, Montez Ford's blockbuster over the top rope was very good. It was very exciting, very dangerous too, by the way. But it was a good move. And also there was a reference to Lord Alfred Hayes as far as the attire of of the commentators that night. I mean, Corey Graves, excuse me, yeah, Corey Graves attire looked like Lord Alfred Hayes. First off, Lord Alfred Hayes or Judo Alfred Hayes in World of Sport back in the 70s. And then as Lord Alfred Hayes in the 1980s, I think that could have been brought up more so than the attire. But that Lord Alfred Hayes, cool reference, by the way. You should see Lord Alfred Hayes in the ring, especially in world of sport as judo Af alfred hayes and that was your pregame show <clears throat> now let's get started with the pay-per-view itself the opening credit was a good concept of dragons and castles get that cardiff wales feel for clash at the castle pretty good opening there the first match of the night was Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss taking on Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. That was a good way to open up the show. Now they're getting it right. That's a good opening matchup right there. And in an upset, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky won the bout in 18 minutes and 49 seconds. I mean, the crowd itself was just tremendous from the start to the end. Very high energy, very enthusiastic. I wonder if that's going to happen tonight in Chicago for All Out, but very lively crowd, very refreshing. Good job there, Cardiff. Great job on that. It was a solid matchup with B uh, Bailey getting the win on Bianca Belair, and you could bet that that's going to be the top feud this fall. They're going to revisit that feud they had before Bailey got hurt, but now it's going to be more intense because Bailey wants control. And to get control, you got to be the Raw Women's Champion. So that's going to be the premise of that feud. It's going to last probably throughout the fall right into the Survivor Series. Next up was a tribute to Brett the Hitman Hart versus the British Bulldog that took place 30 years ago yesterday at SummerSlam 1992. Great matchup, by the way. I saw that on Coliseum Home Video. <laughs> uh, Bret Hart was at ringside. He looks good, in good shape. Glad to see Bret there. Uh, the next matchup, <clears throat> coincidentally, 
was the Intercontinental title on the line as Sheamus battled Gunther. And in a brutal, brutal match, Gunther picks up the win in 19 minutes and 34 seconds. Imperium reformed at the beginning of the match with Giovanni Vici returning to join Kaiser at ringside, but they brawled with the brawling brutes, Butch, and that other guy, I forget his name, excuse me. Anyway, it was a hard-hitting physical matchup. I mean, they were laying in the chops, the punches. They looked real. They didn't look fake. Look at Sheamus's chest. That's real. That ain't fake. That's real. And boy, Gunther laid him in there, and so did Sheamus. Mm-mm-mm. That's got to be a match of the year candidate, no doubt about it. And in my opinion, Gunther is the hands of stone, Ronnie Garvin of 2022. I'm talking about the days when Ronnie Garvin was the one-man gang, the original one-man gang, Ronnie Garvin back in Southeastern Championship Wrestling in 1977 to 1979. That's how, that's what Gunther reminds me of. I mean, he lays him in there just as hard as Ronnie Garvin, more just as vicious as Ronnie Garvin. So, yeah, Gunther is the hands of stone, the one-man gang, Ronnie Garvin of 2022. I would love to see that dream match. That would be a real physical battle. And Sheamus getting a standing ovation after the match, well-deserved. <clears throat> no doubt about it, great effort by Sheamus. I mean, just tremendous on his part. Well, we're going to take our first time out. More of our look back at Clash at the Castle. And coming up later, our predictions for AEW's All Out. Stay tuned, everyone. More of this Sunday morning edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro after this. Time out. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers. Coming up Tuesday on my preview, I will make an announcement concerning my column Sunday mornings with the Nitro, as well as my Facebook group and website. So please stay tuned this Tuesday on my podcast, Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. I usually do the preview on Tuesdays where I will make that announcement. Thank you very much and have a great day. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Scars here for Anchor.fm. Clash at the Castle is history. All AEW's All Out is tonight on pay-per-view. Get the latest news and information right there at anchor.fm through our podcast. And if you want to start your own podcast, hey, take it from me. It's simple. It's easy to set up. It's free. And you can make money off of it. And it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services. Come aboard today at anchor.fm. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Scars. Welcome back to this edition, this Sunday morning edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. Let's continue on with our third match from Clash at the Castle. As the SmackDown women's title was on the line as Liv Morgan took on Shayna Baszler. And in a surprise win, Liv Morgan picked up the win in 11 minutes and 2 seconds. This was a good match. I mean, Liv Morgan really had to dig down deep to beat Shayna Baszler because she was working on the arm throughout the entire matchup. It was real physical. By the way, on a side note, there was a sign saying we want WrestleMania in England. Now, that's interesting. Now, whether WrestleMania will come to England, now, that would be very interesting. I'd be very interested to see how WrestleMania will do in England. Now, that would be a good option, you know. They got over, well, I'll tell you the attendance later, 
in the show, but in Cardiff, Wales, it was well attended. Think about that, WWE. Real interesting. Anyway, Liv Morgan picked up the win in 11 minutes and two seconds, as I said. Great effort by Liv, she, Liv, uh, Liv Morgan. Excuse me. She digged down deep and pulled out any reserve she had left in beating Shayna Baszler. And no doubt, in my mind, I'm saying this right now, Liv Morgan is a strong candidate for the Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Woman of the Year Award. She definitely deserves it. She's a strong candidate for that award. After that, a promo for Extreme Rules, the next pay-per-view coming October 8th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Core State Spectrum. It's going to be a, an extreme night to say the least. And yes, we will be covering Extreme Rules right here on Saturday evenings with the Nitro. Moving on now, the fourth match of the night. Rey Mysterio and Edge takes on the Judgment Day. And Mysterio and Edge wins it in 12 minutes and 37 seconds. It was kind of an okay match with Edge getting a huge pop from the crowd at the beginning at their entrances. Great shot. But then I saw it coming. I mentioned this a few weeks ago. Dominic Mysterio turns his back on Edge with a low blow and then clotheslines his father, Rey Mysterio. I told you guys this a few weeks ago that Dom has the tendency of becoming a heel. And right there is proof. And you can bet that Dominic Mysterio, under a new name, will be a part of the Judgment Day Monday night on Raw. We'll see how much of a heel Dominic is and whether the fans will respect him now as a heel and a member of Judgment Day. Boy, we, uh, unbelievable. Well, we'll see if Dom can make it as a heel. Now, next up, the attendance was announced for... Clash at the Castle, 62,296. Now, that's about 22,000 less <clears throat> than SummerSlam 92, which set a uh, Webley Stadium attendance record of over 89,000, by the way. But solidly attended, 62,000. That's a big number for the first international event in 30 years, live on pay-per-view. Excuse me premium event it's a pay-per-view people it's a pay-per-view nonetheless this gives a strong case as i mentioned earlier uh, quite possibly putting wrestlemania in england no doubt about it moving on now the next match of the night riddle took on seth rollins <clears throat> and in the end seth rollins won in 17 minutes and 27 seconds uh, at the beginning, Rollins' outfit, I mean, gee whiz, his outfit must be the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, the devil's wings, the devil's, yeah, you're the bad guy, Seth. I realize that you're the bad guy, but you're coming out there looking like a clown with that getup. <laughs> Whatever, give me a break with that outfit, please. And there's the fans doing his theme music. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, dear God. I mean, <laughs> the crowd did it better than actually his theme music. So, <laughs> once again, the crowd was just tremendous. It was a good match with good psychology with Seth saying, that's right, your wife left you and your kids is with her. All that stuff. I was like, 
Man, I mean, they're cutting deep to the bone with that. I guess they're getting real personal, getting real. And that cost uh, Riddle as he got really PO'd about it. But Seth Rollins wanted that, took advantage, got the win with the stomp off the second rope. So we'll see what happens in the near future with these guys between Riddle and Seth Rollins. Uh, moving on now, it's time for the main event of the evening for Clash of the Castle. The Universal title was on the line as the Tribal Chief, the head of the table. Roman Reigns took on Drew McIntyre, and somehow, someway, Roman Reigns picked up the win in 30 minutes and 51 seconds. That's right, folks. <clears throat> 30 minutes and 51 seconds. When was the last time you saw a WWE title match go 30-plus minutes? What, 10, 15 years ago? Come on now. 30 minutes and 51 seconds. Roman is on his own tonight as the Usos and Sami Zayn were laid out Friday night on SmackDown. Was not medically clear, but guess who was on first row ringside? That's right, Karrion Cross and Miss Scarlet. I got to tell you still, Miss Scarlet is hot as... And you know what? I mean, unbelievable. Wow. I think that Scarlett is still the sexiest woman in professional wrestling right now. And I guess, and I would know that our audience would definitely agree with that. Uh, moving on, uh, Theory tried to cash in during the matchup, but Tyson Fury came out of the crowd and knocked him out. Now, <clears throat> I want to emphasize this very strongly. I mentioned this about... Oh, a couple, uh, about a year ago when a fan attacked Seth Rollins, that's not the smart thing to do. That's not the smart image you want to put out there to the general public. I mean, attacking someone from rings, a wrestler from ringside over the guardrail, no. What that does, it encourages some dummy to decide to go over the jumper. I'm going to attack this wrestler. Boo, I hate you. I hate you. And get arrested and make the WWE look bad. Don't do that. If you want Tyson Fury involved, put him in the corner. Put him in Drew's corner. Put him out in commentary. But don't attack him from behind the guardrail. It just encourages some dummy to come out there. I hate him. I'm going to knock him out. Yeah, come on, boy. I hate your guts. Oh, I, I deserve to be arrested. Yeah, I, it was worth it. Really? That's what some of these dummies are going to think now. Don't jump over the guardrail. Attack the wrestlers, please. That was a bad image, bad image. Anyway, at the end, Sila, uh, uh, let me get this right, uh, Sokoa, that's right, Solo Sokoa from NXT 2.0 in the hood, comes out the ringside as the referee was trying to count three, he pulled him outside the ring as Drew had him beat with the uh, Claymore kick, and then he drops Drew right on that top rope, Roman spears him, Charles Robinson, the original referee, who was knocked out in a collision, comes in one, two, three. And Roman Reigns once again retains the Universal Championship. And now, apparently, Solo Sakai, who is now Jay Uso's younger brother, according to Michael Cole, is the newest member of the Bloodline. And I got to ask once again who is going to beat the Bloodline if all this continues? Apparently, now. Drew's not the man to do it, even though he tried his best. And I know he's going to get rematches. It's got to be under unusual circumstances, the right guy at the right time to beat Roman Reigns. But I guess Roman Reigns 
uh, will continue on his historic reign as the undisputed Universal Championship. And yes, he, he's probably one of the strongest contenders now for the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Wrestler of the Year Award. And with that, that ends the uh, Clash at the Castle event. It was a solid event. A very interesting observation. Most, most of the matches went past the 15-minute mark tonight, which is good. you got great matches, great storytelling, great angles, and it ended up with a world title match that lasted 30 minutes. That's the right direction to go, people. That's the right direction to go on that. And with that, that ends Clash at the Castle. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, AEW will give you our predictions for All Out and a parting shot on Adam Pierce. Stay tuned. More this Sunday morning edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro after this timeout. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyrus here. Coming up to actually today, right now, on my YouTube channel, www.youtube.com slash paulskyvers. New episodes of From the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories. First, on From the Mind of the Nitro, the surprise topic, my pick of the top four wrestlers that are in line for the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Wrestler of the Year Award. I'll tell you why these candidates are eligible and are strong enough candidates to possibly win that prestigious award. And on Nitro Memories, we look back at August 1987. Hulk Hogan faces his biggest challenge today since Andre the Giant in the form of the one-man gang. The Macho Man Randy Savage and the Honky Tonk Man heat up their feud for the Intercontinental title. And Ric Flair and Ronnie Garvin battle it out throughout August for the NWA World's Heavyweight title. Plus, Nikita Koloff winning the World Television title. All this and more on Nitro Memories. And this Monday, exclusively on my YouTube channel, <clears throat> it's my Nitro Classic Match of the Week Labor Day Marathon. I'm going to make it all up for you on Labor Day. Some great specials, great shows, great matches. Labor Day weekend. Or on Labor Day this Monday. So don't forget, www.youtube.com slash paulskyvers. By the way, new episodes coming out in October. And next week, right here on the podcast, I'll let you know of the date. Thanks a lot. www.youtube.com slash paulskyvers. Don't miss it. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Skyvers for Anchor.fm. Have you ever wanted to do a podcast? Well, Come to Anchor.fm. It's free. It's easy to set up. You can make money off of it, and it streams on all services, Apple, Spotify, Apple, Google, and all other streaming services. Come aboard today at Anchor.fm. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Skyers. Welcome back to this edition, this Sunday morning edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro, our 50th episode. Thanks for joining us. Now let's go to AEW. All Out is tonight on pay-per-view. Let me give you some of my predictions. First, we'll go from bottom to top. I'm not going to do the pre-show. I'm just going to do the pay-per-view. The opening matchup will be the House of Black taking on Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro. This should be an interesting six-man tag team matchup. I predict it's going to be nothing more than a brawl the first order between all six of them. I think Miro will gain his revenge by beating Malachi Black. I think that 
Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro will pick up the win in the six-man tag at All Out. Next up, grudge match. Ricky Starks, absolute Ricky Starks, takes on Powerhouse Hobbs. This is going to be a solid matchup. Two great competitors, former tag team partners, former members of Team Taz who are no more. They're just going to have at it, but I think it is the power a powerhouse Hobbs that's going to emerge victorious in this battle. One spine buster, and that's going to do it for Ricky Starks. Hobbs, powerhouse Hobbs, victorious over Ricky Starks at All Out. That's my prediction. Next up, another grudge match as Christian Cage takes on Jungle Boy. Now, Jungle Boy has recently showed an amount of viciousness over the last couple weeks, injuring Christian Cage's arm. And I bet you he's going to go right after the arm, but I think he's going to make a mistake, and that's going to cost him. Christian Cage will emerge victorious over Jungle Boy in a pretty good grudge match at All Out. Next up, another six-man tag team matchup as Wardlow will team up with FTR to battle Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Now, this is going to be good because... The Motor City Machine Guns and FTR can have a great tag team match all by itself. And Wardlow, he's been impressive as TNT champion. I think he's going to get the push coming up here in the fall to go after the AEW World's Heavyweight title. I think that it's going to be a really good, solid matchup. But in the end, I think Wardlow will take care of Jay Lethal. And I think that Wardlow and FTR, the best tag team in the business, picks up the win. At All Out. Moving on now, the TBS title is on the line. Jane Cargill will defend against the fallen, uh, the fallen goddess Athena. And I'm going to say this right now, right here. We will have a new TBS champion. Jane Cargill is right for the picking. Athena is here. Uh, she's gotten the best of Jade Cargill in the past. I think her time is now. If you really want to really want to shock the system at the beginning, then you got to pick Athena to beat Jade Cargill for that TBS title, and it's going to happen tonight at All Out. Next up, the Casino Ladder Match. The winner gets a shot at the World's Heavyweight title down the road. Claudio Castanoli, Ray Phoenix, Roosh, Dante Martin, Andrade El Idolo, Penta El Zero, Wheeler Yuda, and a mystery entrant. Now, I would say the mystery entrant would probably be the one that's going to pick up the win because I don't know who he is, but he's going to be someone that's going to be a game changer. But I think that Claudio Castagnoli, his time is now. He is the Ring of Honor World Champion, and I think him and John Moxley would make an excellent matchup. Battle of mates in the... Um, Blackpool Fight Club, but when it comes to being world champion, there are no friends. There are only competitors. I think Claudio Castronoli will win this ladder match and gain himself a shot at the AEW World's Heavyweight title. Come And then next up after that will be the finals of the AEW Trios Championship. I think there's too many titles right now in AEW. They need to watch themselves. On that, uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks against Hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order. 
And I'm going to say this right now. I'm predicting another upset. I say Adam Page and the Dark Order defeat Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Why? Look at Kenny Omega. He's all taped up, dude. He's not 100%. Why risk injury when you're not 100% at all? So anyway, I think the Bucks can only go so far against the Dark Order as well as Hangman Adam Page. I think we'll see Page and the Dark Order win the trio's championship in the finals. Next up, the AEW World Tag Team titles are on the line. Swerve, Swerve in my glory, the team of Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee defending against the Acclaim. Now, I like the Acclaim's rap. They're pretty cool. Talking about Vince McMahon's retirement. But at the end of the day, it's just too much power in Keith Lee. And too many slick moves from Swerve Strickland. I think at the end of the day, we will see Swerve in my glory victorious tonight, retaining the AEW World Tag Team titles. Excuse me for a moment. Moving on now, the interim AEW World have AEW Women's titles on the line. Tony Storm will bat. Take on Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida versus Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. And in my opinion, this is all tailor-made for uh, Tony Storm to get her very first championship right there. It will be the interim AEW women's title. And I see Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa, her tag team partner, when Thunder Rosa returns. To take on Tony Storm. They've been hankering for the rematch. I think they're going to book Tony Storm to win the championship. And until Thunder Rosa returns, Tony Storm is going to be a fighting interim AEW Women's Champion. I think that's my opinion. Tony Storm is going to come out victorious and become the interim AEW Women's Champion. Next up. Brian Danielson one-on-one -on -one with Chris Jericho. This is going to be interesting because Chris Jericho's bringing back, once again, Lionheart Chris Jericho. Lionheart at the age of 50, folks. I'm sorry. But I think he, he, he can still go, but not at full speed. And Brian Danielson, of course, a very good, skilled, technical wrestler. I think he's going to try to use more submission moves on Jericho tonight. I think it's going to come right down to who makes the first mistake. And I'm going out on a limb. Brian Danielson will pick up the win over Chris Jericho, Lionheart Chris Jericho, at AEW's All Out. And now, folks, the main event of the evening, which should be the final match of the evening, John Moxley defending the AEW World's Heavyweight title against the former champion, CM Punk. Two things are going to come out of this. Number one, it's nothing going to be. It's going to not going to be a wrestling match. No, no, no. This is going to be an all-out fight, a Chicago fight between these two men. They hate each other's guts. They don't like each other not one bit. John Moxley hates CM Punk, and CM Punk surely hates John Moxley. Two, how is that foot of CM Punk? You can't ignore it. It happened when CM Punk lost in the first place. This, John Moxley, and you can bet John Moxley is going to work on it. That could play a big factor in this title matchup. 
It's going to be real interesting to see how far this match will go based on pure hatred and whatever condition CM Punk's foot is in. But I got to say this, John Moxley will somehow, some way, pull it out and beat CM Punk in Chicago to retain the AEW World's Heavyweight title. And that is my all-out predictions for All Out. It will be tonight live on pay-per-view from Chicago. And now a quick parting shot before I go. Uh, WWE official Adam Pearce, is he going back to being Scrap Daddy Adam Pearce? I mean, Friday night he had to read the fact that Ronda Rousey has been reinstated. Why? She attacked a referee. She throws money. Oh, I paid my fine. I'm the baddest woman on the planet. Liv Morgan didn't beat me. She got lucky. I'm Ronda Rousey. And Adam Pierce is right. She's probably the biggest mm-hmm in, <laughs> that he's ever dealt with. And he's probably right. And then Ronda Rousey did not like that. So what she do? She attacks Adam Pierce and puts him in the arm bar. And now WWE officials are going to look at us. Well, you started it. You ran your mouth. You should have just read the letter and accepted uh, Ronda. And don't uh, antagonize Ronda. We need Ronda Rousey in the WWE. We need her. I don't blame Adam Pierce at all. And then I saw on Twitter, he's rapping up. He's quoting rap lyrics, including the NWA. And I'm not talking about the National Wrestling Alliance either. I'm telling you this right now, we're going to see a more hardcore street style of Scrap Daddy Adam Pierce in the near future. I can feel somewhat that Adam Pierce probably will get in the ring one of these days. He's getting sick and tired of being disrespected as an official. You can only take it so far until the Scrap Daddy Adam Pierce takes care of his business. No doubt about it. So be on the lookout for Scrap Iron, Adam Pierce, keeping it hardcore, keeping it street, keeping it legit, like NWA. I'm not talking about the National Wrestling Alliance either in the near future. I'm looking forward to see if that happens, and I'll be on the lookout for that. And that is my parting shot for this week. And that is going to do it for this edition of this Sunday morning edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Don't forget, next Saturday will be our special PWI 500 edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. I will take a look at the PWI 500 and give you my opinion on some of the major questions that was posed in the PWI 500. If you want a preview of that, the uh, PWI 500 issue of Pro Wrestling Illustrated is available now at all newsstands and grocery stores worldwide. Or you can get it online at pwionline.com. With that in mind, that's going to do it for this, this, this Sunday morning edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. I want to take this opportunity to thank each and every one of you that has tuned in throughout all 50 episodes. I'm real proud of this. And hopefully we'll get to number 100. We will get to number 100 down the road. But thank you for 50 great episodes. And here's the 50 more great episodes. Until then... I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers here saying so long, everybody.